today I'm talking on leadership. Now, for a Friday meeting, that's, you think, well, that's a little bit interesting. Why, why would we talk on leadership? And I, before I get into that, I, who's seen all the, what's happening in Ukraine? Obviously, it's all on the news. Obviously, everyone's seen it. But Starla told me something this morning where the Ukraine leader, which is just such an example of leadership, that I think America offered him to leave the Ukraine. And he said, no, I'm going to stay. Just send us weapons. And he's got like all his ministers with him, and they're in military gear, and they're ready to go defend their country. And I thought, if we want to know what leadership is, that is leadership. Leadership stays when it's tough, and they keep pushing through because they're fighting for a greater good. And um, so we've been in this series called uh, Wide Open Spaces. It's what I felt God speak to uh, me and for the church for this year, and it really has been that. I mean, Jason was saying, 80 people that are plugged in. Uh, God is moving. God is doing something, and we just want to align ourselves with what He is doing and reading ourselves. So I'm talking on leadership for a few things, but I want to read that scripture again. Psalm 18, verse 19. It says, He brought me out to wide open spaces. He pulled me out of safe because He is pleased with me. And this year, I'm beginning to hear stories, and it's, as much as I'm, I sat in December last year going, God, what are you saying in this season? And uh, and I was, I was tired, but I just felt that one word, and it was confirmed by Starla. She was feeling the same thing, uh, which, by the way, she's going to be preaching in two weeks' time, so that's going to be epic. Pray for me, though. Guys, I've got to look after the kids. Um, I, it should be fine. Starla's brother will be with me. We'll bring an army to look after them. Um, but what I've heard from lots of different people is that they are stepping into wide open spaces and into their gifting and calling and even to new job areas. So it's super exciting. When Clint told me last night, the youth was just on fire and it's like years of plowing and then all of a sudden the presence of God just comes and it's amazing. So it's just super exciting. So Psalm, so 2 Samuel 23 says this, these are the last words of David. David, a man after God's own heart, says this, the God of Israel spoke, the rock of Israel said to me, when one rules over people in righteousness, when he rules in the fear of God, he's like the light of the morning at sunrise on a cloudless morning, sounds like Dubai, like the brightness after rain that brings grass from the earth. And by God's grace, that's what we want to be as a leadership of City Lights, from the elders and the pastors to, to the community group leaders, to the ministry leaders. We want to bring uh, we, want to, we want this to be an example thing, that it's like there's this grass, there's this freshness, there's this life. And, we, and ultimately, with this, if there's one kind of line that I want to say, if you want to be a leader and you want to be in leadership, is that we get to steward the life of God. We don't put a, a plug on it. We want to say, God, like, what are you doing? And we're going to get behind that. And uh, so with all of that being said, we are going to be bringing on another couple onto the eldership team, onto the pastoral team. So, Sean and Tata, do you want to stand to your feet? Yo. You may take a seat. You guys are awesome. They, uh, from the applause, we all know that there's the commendation. The reason why we tell you, so next week, Ash is going to be bringing them onto the team. Ash is brought on all of our elders, which is awesome. And um, we, we tell you guys because, first of all, they're going to be pastoring you guys. And if you know Sean and Tato, you know that there's an obvious gift on their lives. Uh, it's, I think this has been a long time coming. Um, I just love you guys. We all love you. The team loves you. You're going to be an asset. I told the leaders two days ago, I said they're an asset not only to the eldership team, but to the church. And uh, when, we, when we release more leaders, it just creates more space for God to, to grow. And I know that this couple have been through testing some incredibly hard moments over the past two years. 
and they've come through in love with Jesus. And we are just excited because I think this is just the start for you guys. I know there's been years of faithfulness, um, but there's something incredible. So we wanted to tell you guys, because I mean, you kind of have to say this, but if there's anything that you know that would disqualify them, uh, please come and chat to us. Not because you don't like them, because that's, that would be, no, no, well, I'll send you back to the back. But I doubt, <laughs> I doubt anyone's going to say anything. But we just really are so excited to, to bring them onto the team and to see just the life of God flourish. So that's super exciting. So I want to talk on leadership. Now, this is a, a framework so you guys to know if you want to walk, walk into more of God. So some of you are going, I feel like I've got a leadership call, but I don't want to be an elder or pastor. But maybe, maybe I want to be a community group leader. Or maybe even outside of that, I want to be a leader in the business place. There's some principles in Scripture that we see that you can apply to anything. And that's what we're doing today. So this is welcome to a leadership meeting. Um, so Proverbs 23, sorry, 27, 23. There's a whole bunch of 23s here. Um, Be sure to know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to the herds. And it's, as the church grows, we need more community group leaders. And can we just give an applause to the community group leaders? Uh, those... You guys are on the ground with people all the time. The, the pastors assist and work through stuff. They're meeting with people. Um, it's, it's just it's amazing to see. I think over COVID, we grew in that area, that, that all of a sudden, that, those little nucleus, nuclei of uh, meeting on, in, in a week or on Zoom or however it was, became your family, became the people that you trusted and you, and you needed and you around you. So community groups, again, we've said it so many times, but it is the lifeblood of the church. Um, so there's the, the classic leadership talk. Okay, so you guys are going to get it. It's, it's about the character, calling, charisma, and chemistry of a leader. Four C's. It's a great um, preaching tool here. But the amazing thing is what I've seen, first of all in the world, people will promote with, with charisma, so with gifting. They'll put gifting first, and they don't worry about character. And unfortunately, that same thing has come into certain parts of the church where you have incredibly gifted guys or girls get promoted, churches grow, ministries grow, but then there's this falling because the character wasn't there to sustain what God actually had upon their lives. So that's why we've, we, even with Sean and Tato, we're like, we, there's been a slight delay in bringing them on. Number one, they went through some, some tough moments as a family, but also like we, we know that he's going to carry a weight and even into the future he's going to carry a weight, uh, both of them as a couple that we just like, well, let's just see some little tests. And we don't have to put tests in place. God is the one. When God is committed to leaders coming through, and sometimes it's incredible pain. Sometimes it's, it's, it's being not noticed like David was. And these are all things that God uses first. So in the Bible, it's, it's character first. Then it's calling. And I think those things two go together. Then it's charisma and chemistry, which I'm going to talk about at the end. So who's heard of Oswald Sanders? Oswald Sanders. Okay, great. He wrote a classic leadership book that is, I think every leader should read at some point in their lives. Um, but he had this, the, the differences between natural and spiritual leadership. I did send it through, so hopefully it's there, which will be awesome. Yes, Jade, you're on top of it. There we go. Natural, you're self-confident. In the spiritual, you're confident in God. The natural, you know men. In the spiritual, you also know God. You have to know the, the state of your sheep, as the Bible says. In natural, you make your own decisions. Uh, in the spiritual, you seek to find God's will. In the natural, you're ambitious. In the spiritual, you're servant-hearted. Natural, it originates with your own methods. This, uh, in the spiritual, it finds and follows God's methods. Natural, you enjoy commanding others. In the spiritual, you delight in obeying God. 
the natural, you're motivated by personal gain and spiritual, motivated by love for God and man. And in the natural, you're independent. And with the spiritual, you're God-dependent. And I would, I would also put on that, you're dependent on others. that we're part of a team. So this is an incredible book. I encourage you to go read it. So we're going to look, first of all, at character. Now, the Bible clearly speaks, I'm going to get on to 1 Timothy 3, but about, about a leader having character. And that is just, I love the way Nicky Gumbel puts it. He says it's, a, it's, it's a integrity. It's, it's, it's what you are behind closed doors. And, and it's not that you're perfect, but you, you are who you are and you're working through stuff. There's a, there's a Christ-likeness. There's, there's a, when you look at a leader, it's, you know, I don't look at Andy as he's perfect, but I look at him as going, okay, well, he's an elder and he's fo- I can follow him as he's following Christ. And that for me is a marker of what a leader is. What did Paul and Jesus say what a leader is? It's, it's a servant-hearted leader. It's to serve others. It's not personal gain. Matthew 20, verse 25, it says, Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. And then Jesus says, listen, if you want to be a leader, this is what it looks like. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among, among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be a slave. And that's just not the self-effacing, I'm, I'm nothing. No, it's like I'm a servant of Christ, and I serve others. That is what a leader is. Hebrews 13, I'm going to read a lot of scripture initially here. Hebrews 13, 7 says, Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way and imitate their faith. Love that. That it's, it's, okay, it is about having your life in order, which I'll get through now into 1 Timothy 3, but it's, it's imitating the faith. It's, it's, you can look at a leader and say, I can follow the person because they're stepping out in faith. They're stepping out in God moving. They're stepping out in, in, in just belief in Him in tough moments. And people watch. And that's why we, when you have leaders, people are watching leaders. They watch what they do in tough moments. 1 Peter 5, it says, Be shepherds of God's flock under, that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, and as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. There it is again. Not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you'll receive a crown of glory that will never fade away. So I'm talking specifically this week into, into eldership, but I think it can apply to any calling under God. It can apply to whatever you've, you feel God is saying over your life. It could be youth leader. It could be community group leader. It could be leader in the business place. It could be leader at your work, whatever it is. 1 Timothy 3. Now, this is the, the requirements of being an elder or a pastor. It says, here is a trustworthy saying. Whoever, whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. It has to start with desire. There's many qualified people in this room. There's many qualified people online. There's many qualified people that are in um, the 11 meeting, but it has to start with desire. And sometimes it is about calling out. So we've, with most of our elders, we've had to call out, say, listen, we, we see this on your life. And then they, they grow into it. And they're like, actually, I do desire this thing. But sometimes for me, I knew at a young age, I wanted to plant a church. And, uh, and Ash, who is the leader of leaders, he's in, what, through many, many leaders, threw me in the deep end often, didn't know what, what I was doing. And, uh, and yet God... Had his way. So cool. And there was a desire in my heart, even though I didn't see it. Like, and as a young 20 year old, you think that you kind of, you've got it all together and you don't. But uh, there was a desire in my heart from a young age. So, I, man, I want to I wanna do this. I thought it was worship, but then I'm like, actually, I, I love leading people and I love taking, uh, 
leading people to encounter Jesus and leading them into, into, into greater things. So God began to do this thing in my heart. And then a leader's path doesn't look like this. It looks like this. And sometimes it looks like you just disappear for many years, and then you come back. Paul disappeared for many years. Moses disappeared. Abraham disappeared. God, when he's, when he's, when he's working on and growing a leader, there's, there's always a season of not being seen. Ash calls it the misty hills of obscurity. I love that. Verse 2, now the overseer must be above reproach. Some of these are incredibly obvious. Faithful to his wife. Temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach. There's the gifting part. Not given to drunkenness, not violent, but, uh, but gentle, not quarrelsome. And I've been on teams where there were guys that were appointed onto the team who were quarrelsome, and it wasn't helpful because everything became about a fight. And I'm so grateful for this team. They, they're not all yes men or women, uh, but they, they, everyone has their own opinion, but they, there's not quarrels. And we've, we've got to focus on Jesus. Um, not, a lo- not a lover of money. That's key. Um, he must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him. I'm like, Lord Jesus. <laughs> we've just started with kids. And Ash and Nadine can see that they're not obeying us all the time. That's why there's been a few little smacks and no's. Um, but they're not judging us. They're just on holiday. <laughs> Ash is going to get up next week. Dan's disqualified from leadership. God. Um, children must obey him and then it's a matter worthy of respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? He must not be a recent convert. And I love, um, Tata, I don't know a ton about your story, but Sean grew up in, um, in a Christian home with a mom who prayed for him from before birth. Um, I would love your mom, I mean, she's probably going to join in online, but I'd love to meet your mom one day, Sean, because I know that she's, she's brought you up in the ways of Jesus, and you can start, you, it's clear, you can see the fruit. He often refers to his mom. It's like, my mom taught me this, my mom taught me that. It's like, amazing. Nadine agreed. <laughs> he must not be a recent convert, or, or he may become a... Uh, conceited and fall under the same judgment of the devil. He must have a good reputation with outsiders so he'll not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. And the word um, aspire or desire is to reach towards, to stretch yourself towards. And I love that because when you're coming onto leadership in, in different levels, there's a stretching that happens. There's, there's like, I'm out of my comfort zone. And Jay can tell you, when Jay's First kind of was leading meetings, he was like, man, Dan, I'm nervous. Now he's smashing it now. And he preached a couple of months ago, and it was absolutely amazing. But he stretched himself into a gifting and a calling that God had on his life. Okay, so the second thing, and I'm going to be quick here, calling. So he had character, calling. Um, and I think one verse that summarizes it for me is Jeremiah 20, verse 9. It says, but if I say... I will not mention his word or speak any more in his name. His word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I'm weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. That is calling. That is the sense that God's got his hand on your life and you can try to run like Jonah or you can try like me at many times dream about running a pizza restaurant, but God will bring you back to the calling. He'll bring you back to the thing that he's put in your heart, that he created you from before the creation of this world, that he's put inside of you and he'll keep bringing you back. That is calling. So you have, you have those who are qualified, but then you have those who are called into certain things. Now we're all called to be like Jesus. Okay, so that's a standard. 
But then we all have different giftings and callings, and we don't have time to talk about all of that today. But there, I love the word in 1 Timothy 3. It says there is a desire. There's something inside of you compelling you into the more of God, this, of what he has called you to do. Now, in the room, which is, we've seen over the past few years, God's been adding and growing incredible gifts in the church. Uh, there's, there's people that run uh, like uh, prayer ministries that cover the whole city. There's God's adding all these different people, and there's different callings and giftings on different people, which is super exciting. Anyway, so I've got just quick what, what happens with calling. There's, there's first of all, there's, there's the calling of God, um, which I've spoken about already. Then there's desire. Then there's alignment. Now, alignment is aligning your life with God, but then also life happens. God disciplines the ones he loves. You go through tough moments, and God, by his sovereignty, begins to align things in your life. There's an agreement by others. So you guys clapped your hands today knowing that that's an obvious choice for Sean and Tato, and it's been like that with, with everyone we've brought on. Um, there's an agreement by others. There's a testing and uh, which is key. I think there's a submission test. If you want to be a, a good leader, you have to be a good follower. There's, there's no, you can't navigate yourself around that. And I've, I've seen friends of mine over the years who start out with incredible gifting, but just weren't able to deal with a few things in their heart about fellowship. And they, they actually got nowhere in God because they weren't able to submit. They weren't able to follow another man's vision before God gives them their own. And uh, that is key. There's no way around it. You just have to just, that is, is what it is. So if you don't like me, then just keep pushing forward because God's got something great for you. Okay, anyway, that didn't make any sense. Um, there's testing, there's timing. God is the one who puts the green light. Um, then there's charisma. The, in 1, Corinthians, sorry, in 2 Timothy, 1 Timothy 3, it says you're able to teach. And in Romans 12, it says this, we have different gifts according to the grace of God given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy according to your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then it, give it generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. And our other versions say, if it is to lead, it's with zeal. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. There's diverse gifts on our eldership team. There's diverse gifts on our community group leaders and ministry leaders. And all play a part to the greater whole. And then finally is chemistry. Psalm 133. I think we've got it up here. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Next one. It is like precious oil poured on the head running down the beard, running down Aaron's beard, and down onto the collar of his robe. It is as the Jew of Hermon, we're falling, we're falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life, and forevermore. So it's, it is character, it is calling, it is gifting, charisma, but it's also chemistry. We have to get on with the people that we're doing this kingdom mission together with. Not that we're going to be best friends, and that'll be ideal if it is that. But you get on with people because we have a single focus, and that is Jesus. And if, if the chemistry is good in a, in a leadership team, if the chemistry is good in a community group leaders, if this chemistry is good, there's the life that the Bible says that flows down Aaron's beard, which represents leadership. There's, there's, there's the life of God that flows, the Jew of Hermon. It's, it's that scripture that I started with. It's, it's bringing like this grass that pops up. There's life. There's, there's goodness that comes. As, as the leadership are together, have one heart and one mind. So, like I said in the beginning, 
Anyone on leadership, whether it's a community group, okay, could the baptism guys get ready to go be baptized? That's awesome. That's part of the life of God. Ryan is baptizing. We try to take it away from him, but he's one, he's, you know he's Ryan the Baptist. <laughs> Super exciting. And what I call as, as leaders is to steward the life of God. Teddy, would you mind coming up, please? There you are. Ted's got a full day today. He's got three sessions, but he's ready. And just while those guys are getting ready, I just want to um, just spend some time in God's presence, just for a moment, just waiting on Him, um, and just celebrating what God is going to do into the future. As we're going to be releasing uh, Sean and Tato next week, and releasing Dwayne and Melanie into, into an incredible community group out in Silicon Oasis, uh, we're training up other leaders that are going to hopefully get across every uh, part of Dubai, and even someone got hold of me, there's people that, that we need one in Ajman, and we need one in Sharjah, and we need all of these places. But it has to be a spirit work. So could we stand to our feet? We're just going to, and actually what would be good is maybe to just pray. Pray over the leadership of the church. Pray over your community group leaders. If you're a community group leader, do you want to raise your hand quickly? Yeah, that's awesome. If you're around them, do you want to put your hand on their shoulders? Uh, and just pray for God's hand over them. His grace. And can I say, if there's anyone who's desiring, saying, God, I know that there's more in my life, and it's maybe something God ignited. I haven't ever taught on leadership on a Friday like this. But if there's something that you like, man, God, he's just, you feel like he's just put a fire in my bones, something's happened, just, just receive today. So, Father, I just pray for the community group leaders. I lift them up to you. Thank you, Lord God, even for those who are online, if you want to, you can, you can lift your hands. Thank you for what they do week to week, loving people, leading them, uh, building friendships, giving them food. Father, this is the glue of the kingdom. So we just pray for your grace on them. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would, would you anoint them afresh? Thank you for your presence, God. Thank you, Jesus. And I do believe as we're praying for these people that are already stepping into their calling, and there's others that God has, you've, he's put his hand on you now. You can sense the hand of God on your life. There's, there's a quickening in your heart. Please come and chat to one of the leaders. Father, I just, we just, I look at this past week with a bunch of new people joining City Lights, and I look across the room, and I, we've got 11, we've got a bunch of people online, Lord God. We pray, God, as Jesus prayed, that we, when the harvest is ready, but God, we need workers for this harvest. So I pray for that, Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that you would um, just... Uh, Awaken people's hearts. Awaken hearts, Lord God, that have a leadership call, a leadership gifting on their lives. Thank you for your presence, God. Thank you, Father. 
even those who may have been burnt around leadership and God's been sending people almost going to be healed here. I just pray for your healing. I pray, Lord God, that there would be a, a reigniting of the flame and the fire that was once in people's hearts. We thank you for your presence.